0: Welcome to the Underground Playground Podcast with Mike and Steve. We're bringing you the voices and personalities of the physical culture world, so listen up. Yo. What's up, Steve?
1: What's happening? Yeah, that is clear, dude. Big difference.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so for you guys out there listening, we're on anchor now. And uh, the audio is much better if you listen to the last season. Some of those calls were on Zoom and it wasn't cool at all. So, dude, you just got back from um, Madison, right? CrossFit Games?
1: Yeah, man. Um, And just so everybody knows, this is uh, Steve Bowser. And (laughs) we haven't recorded in uh, I don't know how long it's been. But uh, we kind of took a little hiatus to uh, work on getting our gyms pumped up a little bit. And I'm, I'm based out of Fort Lauderdale, the, the playground gym. Uh, also an affiliate is Brower CrossFit. Uh, um, good times. And I had a, uh, um, I had a master's female athlete that I remotely coach. And um, she did very well. Her name is Carrie Napoli. She's out of, uh, she's out of uh, Atlanta area. And, yeah, she, um, uh,
0: she took like 10th place or something, right?
1: She did. She ended up taking 10th place, which she was pretty excited about. And, um, you know, we uh, – you know, she has some work to do and, uh, um, you know, but uh, she she took first place in one of the workouts where it was shouldered overhead. Um, she's a 50-plus female, if I didn't mention that. And uh, she uh, she hit 190 pounds.
0: And huh. then she, she took
1: – yeah. She took Good. second. She took second in the first workout, which was double unders and uh and power and uh, cleans, which, you know, she's a, she's a strong girl, man. She's a, she, you know, she's a power I, mean, I, saw,
0: I saw a video of her. She looks like yeah. pretty thick, like muscled up. She
1: is like, man. And I've known her. It's kind of funny how we hooked up. Cause I've known her for so many years and she used to live down here and she was friends with my wife and we all used to train at gold's gym in sunrise, Florida. And we we're all a bunch of meatheads. And She ended up moving away and uh, her husband, Joe, and her and uh, she got two daughters. I think they're both college. uh, I know one of them is a college athlete pitcher, uh, softball pitcher. And um, and, uh, you know, like we kind of we kind of stayed in touch. She came down and she belonged to this lifetime fitness or something up there. And she was doing kind of like doing CrossFit. And then she's like, what are you guys up to? And we're like, yeah, we own a gym. We own a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Right. And it was like, Holy shit. So, uh, she had uh, like our workouts and I put her on a private page. Cause I had a competitive team several years ago and she was kind of following the workouts. And all of a sudden she's like, Hey man, I want to, I want to start competing. I want to try to go to the games. And I was like, cool. So, uh, you know, I kind of like customized her programming. And, uh, you know, last year she ends up making it to the games for the first time. And then uh, sure as hell, man, she uh, she stuck with it. And this is, you know, this was her second year at the games. Yeah. yeah no. Um, well, so,
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like you can't nowadays, like the experience of how many times you've been there. Like, you know, I've been um, at this game for a long time and just like, honestly, I really don't you know, we don't run it. I don't do any, you know, competitors' classes, or you know. As a matter of fact, um, it would probably be like detrimental to the um, gym environment if I did have that. So, but anyway, I had a Mike Egan. um, What are you doing? Opening the door? Yeah,
1: walking in my. I'm in my. I'm at my house, dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so Mike Egan, uh, he was in the. uh,
1: He came in second,
0: uh, didn't he? Yeah, he took second place. This is his, I think, fourth or fifth time since 2011. He skipped two years, but uh, yeah, he uh, he ended up edging out uh, Ron Ortiz down your way. Ort- yeah, Ortiz. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know they those guys get uh, prize. Well, money hell out, yeah, they do, right? man. Well, I mean, they didn't used to give it out to the. Yeah, edge now people.
1: they're taking it a little oh. bit more serious, and they should. You know, I mean, these yeah. guys these guys oh. work their asses off, and they're you know, look, man, let's be real. You know, the excitement is watching the young bucks, right? But I got to tell you, dude, I was pretty impressed. There was a lot of people watching the uh the older athletes they 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 really were interested in seeing these people move and and even the teenage division, man I mean it's yeah. it's packed. Well, they're
0: yeah, they're scouting out who's coming up, but they did it different didn't they well, you were up there so you would know right like in the past, they had the age group people they went on like weekdays before the actual games. I think this time, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they like integrate them back and forth so that, you know, like everybody was competing over the same time. What they
1: did this year, which I thought was actually genius, is they actually gave them a rest day in between uh, uh, workouts, all the athletes, which I thought that was a great idea. And what that did is it gave the other age athletes a way to kind of be in the spotlight because it was basically just covering them those uh, on that day of where they rested all the, uh, the, the team and the, uh, the uh, individuals. so yeah, they kind of spread it out a little bit further and they kind of uh, you know they yeah it just it just seemed like it was scheduled so much better for them, and um, you they were able to because look, if you got the individuals going and then you got like the fifty plus or the sixty plus, you think anybody's really going to be paying yeah. attention to the sixty plus besides their friends, no, you know right, right but exactly. you know it was packed look look you got some pretty big name athletes that are moving up the uh the age groups, man, you know, I mean, uh, what's his face, uh, who, who beat out Sean Ramirez, um, in the 40 plus, I can never remember his name. He's such a cool dude. I actually trained at his gym. Um, it'll come to me, but, um, you know, you got, and these, let, let me tell you something, man, these, these 35 and these forty forty 40 plus athletes, you put them in with the individuals and they're keeping up with them, dude. They, they may even right, place, right. you know, in the top 10. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, if you if you think about it, like, you know, when you look at, like, the endurance sports from back in the day, like triathlon and, and endurance and, and road racing and stuff, and even bicycling, people, they hit their peak yeah. at 30-something. You Females.
1: Know? Females definitely peak uh, right. at an older age, uh, you know, biologically than, than men do, you know, for, for whatever reasons, with their neurological muscular oh, endurance yeah. Yeah. response,
0: whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, it takes them longer to build that know, muscle, to, that aerobic base too, you know, for, for bro, these women walk to...
1: around with a, with a, with a human inside of them for nine months. I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> they're much more advanced than, than we are, bro. We, we stub our toe, yeah. we're crying like little bitches. Them, they, uh, give birth and, uh, you know, they, they're like, okay, let's hit a wad, you know, fine. Yeah. Nine. That's
0: what, well, that was the thing about like watching, you know, just because I know some of the guys in the Masters that you know, I, I'm watching that. I didn't watch one second of the individuals, mm-hmm. and nor did I care to, honestly. But uh, I watched the, a bunch of the Masters, you know, to see my buddy and the couple guys I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, man, these guys every year, and they're not getting hurt. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, they're doing something right. Yeah, you know, yeah. I wonder what that is. Yeah, but,
1: I mean, know. who knows, dude? I mean, you know things have advanced so much differently as far as training and, you know, like, I mean, I've seen some of these, uh, high level athletes train, you know, I, I had to, um, you know, I, I, I was fortunate enough to be involved with the grid for a couple of years and I got to work with a ton of games level athletes and, you know, just, just watching them, you know, move, you know, they're not, it's not like it used to be where you're smoking yourself every workout. I mean, there's a difference, you know, like OPEX, you know, James Fitzgerald there's a huge difference between training and testing. And you know the old days where we've known that. Yeah, you know. Well, some people know. You know, I mean, but there's two percenters that get. So a lot of people, you know, and back in the day, you go to you go to the gym, and if you're not laying in a making sweat angels at the end of the workout, then you suck. You know, you didn't push hard enough, and it's, you know, it's not supposed to be that. And and not only that, there are more sports specific training involved in this as well. You know, I mean, Jesus, man, forty two thousand meter row, you know. Yeah. A lot of people were like, holy shit, he's going to kill these people. Listen, dude, that didn't even seem to affect them at all. (laughs) It really didn't.
0: They they sat down for three hours. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, I mean, I actually said, you know what, I might try that, but there's no way. I mean, I could possibly do a half marathon. I've done 12 Ks. And, you know, just like you said, you know, I'm sitting on a rower for a freaking
0: hour and yeah. you're like, dude, this oh, dude, is, is going to
1: hurt for a while.
0: We used to do that. Do you remember when concept two had that um, mm-hmm.
1: the, well, they have the holiday? They
0: still do yeah. the holiday challenge. And then they, yeah. you know, they have a bunch of challenges. They well, do. Yeah. We actually won a rower from them years, maybe like 2008 or 2009, like, yeah. like kind of a raffle thing. But um, awesome. yeah, like everybody in the gym, you know, you've got the 30 days to roll 100,000 mm-hmm. meters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And dude. By literally by like day three. <laughs> yeah, I was dreading it. And yeah. then, like, by week three, I was so many meters behind. You know, <laughs> that you're, Bro, you're ripping up your up.
1: hands. Your ass is killing oh, you. It's crazy, horrible. man. But listen, you know, yeah, I, I but, actually, uh, one of the things I hate about going to the games is you go into this uh, vendor village and you see all the new and cool shit that they got. And it's like, man, now I want to buy some concept bikes. Now I want to buy some more ski ergs. You know, assault assault has a runner. You know, it's like son of a bitch, man. You know, I
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. Be careful. You already have enough of that shit. Oh, you dude, know?
1: trust me. You know, the only way I would buy, like, I am definitely going to buy some skiers, but I'm probably going to get rid of. I mean, I got 32 rowers. I got 30 assault bikes. You know, I I'm going to definitely get rid of some of that stuff so I can get some skiers. I'll take it. You know, because honestly, literally, if I had 15 of everything. It doesn't matter. Like you can, you don't have to make everybody row. You can say, right. okay, fifteen people row, fifteen people on the uh, concept two bike, fifteen yeah, that's people what on the ski. That's you know, what I have.
0: yeah, you I know, don't I have mean, that many bikes,
1: but you know, I've got that many rowers. And... It's all a cardio, where it's all metabolic, it's all cardio, but uh, you know, good stuff. And you know what works best? I, what I what really excites me about having that kind of equipment is you can run uh, CrossFit light classes or boot camp style or whatever you want to call it. Whereas people don't want to lift heavy weights. Now you can, if you have 15 of each of these, uh, you know, modalities or whatever pieces of equipment, whatever you want to call it. Now you can run like 60 people through a workout, you know, and not have to worry oh, about yeah.
0: clean and jerk or snatch or, you know, something where it's multi-joint and you've got to be careful with their Well You still have, yeah, but I mean, you still have the space requirements. Then you have the maintenance requirements, you know, that, but I mean, we've been affiliates for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you think about it, right what a lot of these newer gyms aren't thinking about is budgeting to replace things, right? Like, and maintaining rowers and maintaining bikes, you know, and yeah. barbells, their medicine balls are going to go and mm-hmm. like, their plates are going to oh, break. Oh
1: dude, plates like, are a major problem for us, bro. I am so, look, I, I mean, if you,
0: that's cause you let everybody drop. I know. You, you I mean, I, just, listen,
1: I try to stop them and you know, I'm not there all the time. And I like to think my coaches are pretty cool about it, but I've actually watched somebody the other day, which totally pissed me off. I mean, I literally watched her no clips with tens and she dropped it, broke a plate. So I walked over, helped her change it. And then she dropped a, she, she started dropping it again and literally that plate. So I said to her, I go, you know, can you put clips on and stop dropping it? Or you're going to have to start buying me plates. And, you know, I, awesome. Look, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like super nice person, just not understanding that you cannot. How many times you yeah. tell them they're like, uh, you know, they get quad well, yeah, drunk, I mean, I, whatever I, you I, want I, to call that, it.
0: Yeah. Like I I only, I coach a couple classes a week now, usually 9am and mm-hmm. uh, same thing this morning. I don't even remember where they were doing some cleaning jerks inside of a Metcon, which we're kind of getting away from that, but you know, pretty much all the women had, um, you know, um, 15 kilo bars and they had 10 pound plates on them mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they're i teach them all beforehand but a couple of them were like yeah. just kind of dropping you know like just on the last rep you know yeah so i'm like at the end of class i just waited right yeah i'm like hey listen you guys know better right um you got to make sure when you're using the tens i don't mind the 15 yeah. so, so much but still you know you got to teach people this stuff bef- yeah. yeah but you know like that's the whole, pump, you know, when people talk about all the fundamentals and yeah. like putting people right in the group class or stuff, you know, you, no matter what your model is, you got to find a way to teach these folks yeah. how to handle the yeah. equipment, how I to know. stay safe. How, you know, Man. it just is what it is. But, you know,
1: I hear you, but, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I definitely got to start ordering more, you know, 10s and 15s because I'm pretty much starting to run out. I say,
0: don't buy 10s anymore, yeah. you know? Them, right? <laughs> you know, I'm a hey, get stronger I'm a sucker dude, I'm a
1: sucker. what can I tell you? get
0: but, stronger uh, right, so what
1: else is new since we uh took a little hiatus so um what else so yeah, just been oh, well, grinding yeah, along were... with the gym, obviously, trying to do different challenges, uh bringing in new members uh, we talked about having that competitive uh group, you know as much as uh, we have such a huge passion for training competitive athletes we it's very difficult to support your gym that way because oh, you know the better. general population awesome. are the people that actually that's those are the people that are going to pay your bills right um what i've noticed is a lot of even our general population people they're competitive as well they want to get better you know but um obviously there's a lot of work to be done with a lot of these people because of uh moving pattern issues and you know, time restrictions on how they can train, because let's be honest, if you're going to be a competitive athlete, you're looking at a minimum of, you know, two, two hours of training, two and a half, three hours of training a day when you, oh, yeah, when you, ridiculous. yeah, when you start yeah. talking about mobility and movement fixes and recovery and, you know, um, you know, Danny from Seoul, who who I'm friends with, I give him a lot of credit, you know, I mean, he's, He's done, you know, I, I mean, I remember that kid when he first came to my gym for a competition when we did the Broward Cup, and he was brand new and, um, you know, really, you know, just kind of uh, starting to get involved in a coaching game, working with uh, another gym, um, and at that time, he uh, he was just kind of learning, learning a lot about, uh, you know, CrossFit, and he wasn't much of an athlete, he wasn't much of a coach, but let me tell you you know, here's a kid that really took an interest in Olympic weightlifting. He's probably one of the first uh, gyms down in South Florida that really brought Olympic weightlifting to South Florida. Um, and you know, and then he started getting into competitive, uh, um, you know, CrossFit. Right. And you want,
0: here's a good story about that. Like back in the day. So about 2008, um, we had Danny Camargo uh, come up to the gym. That was, maybe it was 2009. I don't know. It was, well, because we did that Southeast challenge. That was before regionals mm-hmm. and sectionals, if anybody remembers that, but Danny came, Camargo came and he was, uh, he was the, the Florida weightlifting federation president. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd had talked to him more than a few times and I'd been to his gym, uh, way prior to that. And, uh, he came and judge, we did that CrossFit total. So it had, it was 2008 because we did the same workouts they did at the crossfit games from 2007 so he Mm -hmm. judged the total so anyway we ran a couple olympic weightlifting meets after that Mm -hmm. you know over the years and then i just kind of got away from it but danny soul called me one day i remember i was driving over the bridge and uh he called me this so this is like 2008 Mm -hmm. and that's what he was asking about you know hey dude how do i um how do i start a meet how do i get sponsors you Mm -hmm. know how do I run an event kind of thing? And I was like, Oh dude, that shit. I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'll tell you what I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And he just, he just ran with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, the, you know, getting back to what I was talking about, as far
1: as giving him credit, you know, he's got a, he's got a competitive team and uh, I think actually uh, he was pretty big with uh, progenics and, you know, they sponsor athletes and bring athletes over. And I think Sam Briggs trained at his gym a couple of years ago and, you know he started getting really big into the competitive coaching which uh hey good for him man you know what he's brought a couple teams uh to the games this year he had a he had a solid team he had uh i think those guys took eighth place which is phenomenal and every year those guys seem to be getting better and um you know that's that's his business model i mean he he uh i talked to him about it briefly and you know he charges a premium price to, to you know, train competitive athletes. If you wanna, if you wanna be a competitive athlete, you're gonna have to step up, and you're gonna have to pay for it. Whereas a lot of them, they think, "Oh, I'm a great athlete. I should be able to train at your gym for free." Right. You yeah, know. Yeah, that
0: exact. And and
1: that's country. the problem because you know, as much as I really, really enjoy training competitive athletes and getting them to the games, um, you know, you gotta, you know, you have to have specialized equipment. You have to put in a lot of time and effort, and it's. Listen, the programming itself, because I I consider myself a pretty damn good GPP coach, but you know what? You, they're going to need a specialist when it comes to gymnastics. I mean, I can handle the Olympic weightlifting. I'm a pretty damn good Olympic weightlifting coach and a powerlifting coach, but I'm not going to be like, there. there's going to be a lot of better choices as far as teaching them gymnastics, which I would suggest that they kind of outsource that. And, and that's what he has down there is he has, I think, Sean is a really good gymnastics coach. So... You know, he has the best of everything, and he's, he's a good Olympic weightlifting coach, uh, Danny, because he's been around it for a while, and that was what he pursued, you know. And I want to tell you a funny story about uh, Camargo. I like Danny, man. I've known Danny Camargo for years. As a matter of fact, he used to <laughs> – he started out over at uh, Leo and Monica's place uh, in oh, – like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we won't get into that. But anyway um, – Danny ended up going into his own facility and specifically working with Olympic weightlifting. And I remember when uh, Jesus, bro, I don't even know if it was 2009 or 2010, um, probably 2009, when they had the uh, sectionals up at the BGI. And uh, yeah. we had uh, yeah. we had about four. We had about four or five athletes that went um, two of them. I actually made it to regionals. But I remember uh, Danny, Danny started getting into the CrossFit scene. And um, one of my – probably one of my better athletes, this guy John, I won't say his last name, but, dude, he, he would give his soul to finish first. And he was – they had a standard on the pull-up. And the standard on the pull-up that year was not only did you have to get your chin above the bar – you had to actually put your chin over the bar, so in front of the bar, or it was a yeah. no rep. Was, so, was that down at
0: BGI, or was that the was one B- up in Jacksonville? No,
1: that was BGI. So, Because okay. I was actually helping – I actually helped judge um, – that was the last year I ever did that, because the way they talked to you and the way they treated you, I just I just wanted to – Who's they? You know, the people that are running the event. Um, you know, they're yeah. they're well, talking to you like shit, and like, oh, that's – that's not below parallel. What the hell, man? I'm like literally two, two, two inches away. It's below parallel and they're running from 40 feet across trying to scream. No, no, that's a no rep trying to override you, whatever. So, um, so anyway, getting back to the story, um, John, uh, John was like, he was doing butterfly pull-ups before anybody was really doing butterfly pull-ups and he blew out. I honest to God, he probably did like 30, 30 something pull-ups in a row. And Danny Camargo was judging him. And then he jumps. when John jumps off the pull-up bar, Danny's not saying a word. When he jumps off, he goes, six. And John goes, what?
0: (laughs) I think I remember hearing about that.
1: Six. And John goes, what the – what do you mean six? Why don't you tell me there are no reps? He's not (laughs) telling him a thing, man. You know? So my my guy fell apart, bro. I well, mean, he gotta, just totally fell apart. Yeah, but
0: you, you got to know, like Danny, coming from Olympic weightlifting, right? You don't <laughs> you don't get told if it was a good lift or a bad lift until you're done lifting.
1: You yeah, know? yeah. So
0: that's where he was coming from on that. You know? yeah. I mean, that everybody was new back then, you know. Right competitions like that, you know, were two years old, right? Yeah. So, but we weren't, yeah. At an, we weren't at an Olympic weightlifting event. We were at a CrossFit event. <laughs> well, I know. But that, that, you know what I'm trying to I, say. And I mean, I,
1: here I felt bad because I'm like, man, I should be coaching. I should be helping you and not judging. You know, here I am judging helping, and trying to help the event. And meanwhile, I get taken away from the four or five athletes that were competing. I, and, I, and I felt bad afterwards, like, shit, you know, I screwed that one up. And, uh, you know, listen, I, like I said, dude, Danny's great people. And it was just one of those things, you know, like you said, it was like, ah, you know, he comes from an Olympic, he's he's an elite Olympic lifter and coach. And then you put him in a CrossFit, uh, competition as a judge. And, uh, there was just no communication. (laughs) And my, like I said, dude, it's disheartening when you bang out like 34 or 33 reps, whatever it is, and you get off and you're like six and and you're done. You're, you're never going to be able to make that ground up. You know. So what else is exciting out there, man? So I got to sit and hang out and talk to Greg Glassman for yeah, a, literally I wanted, I wanted to ask you
0: about that, <laughs> right? I saw the picture on Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like and so i I'll just start out with this and I wanna hear the whole story. In uh two thousand nine, I, I I speaking of judging, I went out I was a judge out there and um at the ranch, right?
1: Yeah. Around so we went sort to of. dinner. Yeah, you
0: know. I, you know, I took my level one with Glassman, mm-hmm. and, you know, I took my level two with Glassman at the original Santa Cruz and, you know, I hung out with him a little bit here and there, and, you know, I talk, more than a few times talking. So we ate dinner. So I'm at it. So you're going to I'm going to lead you into your story because I want to hear about this uh, when you guys met up. But so we're sitting at this table. It's Mark Ripito, Mike Bergner, <laughs> um, member Jillian Mouncey, mm-hmm. Greg Glassman. Um who was the camera guy for he went to grid?
1: Oh, that was uh, Tony Budding? Tony,
0: yeah, Tony, Tony.
1: Yeah. Uh, who's the other uh, guy, Savon uh, or Savant? You know, his uh Oh, that
0: was yeah, that was, yeah, he was out there too, but I don't think he was at this dinner. Anyway, we're at this big table in like a steak restaurant. The owner of uh I think his name's Mike of Concept 2. Mm-hmm. Rollers Rowers was there, you know. Um <laughs> and me. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, well, what the hell am I doing at this table, right? Yeah. But uh anyway, so, you know, it got Glassman and Ripito are Rippito's at the head of one end of the table and Glassman's at the head of the other end of the table <laughs> and Bergener's like right in the middle next to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you so you could kind of guess where that went after some drinks were flowing. You
1: know? Oh yeah. yeah. So you ran
0: into Greg out there. What happened?
1: No. So uh, kind of got invited to like this little after party and um, we we went out and um, you know we went and checked it out and we went in there and Sat down, me and my buddy Jay, and uh, we're basically hanging out in the, in a the booth. And all of a sudden, Greg walks in and says hello to a couple of people at the door. And he walks right over and sits down next to me. And he's like, I look at him and he's like, I go, you remember me? He's like, yep, your name's Steve. And you got a gym in Florida. And I'm like, holy crap, man. Yeah. I haven't seen him. It, uh, it's got to be like eight years, man, down in Miami, you know? Yeah. and well, he's got uh, a good memory, I'm not going to um, lie it's it's amazing dude it's it's crazy and um you know we talked about like some of the conversation that we had back then and uh you know really just i'm telling you man he was really just such a cool dude to sit down and chat with you know and and not to get involved in real detail of what we talked about but you know he did talk about you know like the whole um you know gatorade situation with hydration and how um how they're uh you know using their own resources to come up with scientific data that it works and he didn't get too crazy about that but we did he did say that you know one thing i do know is like crossfit is trying to really start the they're they're really going to try to focus more like like they should and like they were on health more than competition you know what i mean it's almost like it's almost like crossfit It almost should have two different brands. Like they shouldn't even call the CrossFit games, the CrossFit games. They should call it like human, human, human racing, human performance racing league or something like that, you know, because so many people just get the wrong idea. And, you know, get look, we talk about this all the time, as far as taking the brand, you know, stop using the word CrossFit because people are afraid of it. Well, that's the reason people need to do it. That's right. That's
0: why we need to do
1: it. so. whose fault is that really you know and is it is it their fault or is it us as gym owners and not all of us as gym owners but us as gym owners throwing people into a workout without actually giving them some sort of an assessment or some sort of a ramp up course um just trying to get their money trying to make them fall in love with the workouts giving them freebies and you know kicking their ass till they puke in the bushes and being like, oh yeah, okay, ready to sign up. You know, I mean, just giving people such a horrible experience that they recognize the brand as CrossFit across the board with everybody. Like it's a franchise and it's not, you know, we're all different. You know, you can have uh, a CrossFit gym that most of their workout is, you know, mobility and yoga and there's a short workout or you can have a crossfit gym that's basically a powerlifting gym that that's what you're going to do you're going to get strong as shit and you're only going to get a little bit of conditioning work in you know so everybody's well, different yeah, no, right i
0: mean yeah i mean that's that's obvious but like the the trouble is that when you know you got that one name yeah. right and so that one name is attached to a million different preconceptions or postconceptions about what is crossfit like you can't even Define it anymore right? Right. I mean Greg Glassman defined it But nobody defines it like that
1: It just know? lost so like, its, It just It just Whirlwind And lost like Kleenex its, You right? know
0: It's, it's not, a, it's not a, a What do you call it A tissue Right It's Kleenex yeah. You know There's good tissues And bad tissues But Kleenex is Kleenex Right Right And right. everything's a Kleenex now So I, I'm not You know I think it, it all kind of went Like so that's the biggest argument Right That's like where I'm at Is like The difference between the sport and GPP for regular people. And, you know, like when we started, that's really all it was. I mean, the the game, that was the first year of the games. And, Mm -hmm. and all, all it really was, was just, you know, a bunch of people from Northern California getting together and, you know, in the like three gyms that were out there uh, getting together and uh, just kind of doing a couple of workouts. Having a good
1: time time and yeah.
0: I get a good bro. and So yeah. a lot of the, a lot of the newer gyms when when the affiliates started growing, you know, like 2011, 12, 13 probably. A lot of those folks found out about it because yeah. of the sport of CrossFit. So they were attracted to that and so that's what kind of operation they ran. And you know, it just is what it is Whereas the older gyms were probably attracted, you know, military guys, firemen, cops. Yeah, that were looking for, athletes, guys that were looking for that hardcore kind of fitness, you know, and uh, and then just trying to kind of get other people broken in to be able to do it. Yeah, so, you know, the, when you got somebody who, oh, I look, I saw the CrossFit Games, and I want to do that, and then next thing you know, you're opening the gym. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's. That, I think just that's where that's where the fork in the road happens. In my yeah. Eyes, I, who, what do I know? But I you know, that's my estimation is that the argument, the methodology is sound for GPP, right? If you present it the right way, yeah. The right people for the right reasons, and right. you know, you go slow, and then the sport of it is fine, right? It's, yeah. It's great, but like when you try to mix that, it's tough, right? Yep. I mean, you can't do it that. Can with be forty-five-year-old. Um, housewife or executive, you know, who's twenty-five or thirty-five pounds overweight, you know, right. and hasn't seen their dick in, you know, six years, right? Uh, you know, I'm
1: a little offended you're talking about me like this. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: no, man, you're looking good, dude. Looking
1: you, getting your diet in check. And, yeah, man, check. we're working with uh, working with Dr. Trevor Cashy. Uh, I'll actually give him a shout out. This oh yeah, he's the boss, man. Guy's a genius. He's one of the best on the Literally. planet, you know. When it, yeah Literally. when it when it comes to uh, nutrition. Um, but, uh, I'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Um, so, um, where, where were we? We're so we were talking to, Yeah. So, you know, we, he, he, I, I think he recognizes what you're saying. You right. know what I mean? He recognizes
0: that. Look, well, I they obviously I, do because of the, some of the ads that they're running, right? Bro check. Yes, exactly. And they always do that every year, by the way.
1: But not only that, dude, I haven't been on the main site in a long time. And they actually do scaling, they scale the workouts now, you know. They they actually show the scale, you know, the level one, level two, level yeah. three, whatever you want to call oh, it. yeah,
0: yeah. So. Kind of done that. Like, remember way back in the day when you'd go on the main site and the video was like one inch square, you know, like an M4A file or some shit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you keep on what do you do? You got people coming in your house. What are you doing?
1: No, I just walked outside. I got to go pick up my daughter, but I'm with you.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, but the audio's it, it, good, yeah. right? The audio your audio sounds great, by the way. Yeah, the uh you know? this is uh Anchor. So if you guys are yeah. listening, you can we're on Anchor and then um <laughs> I'm trying to get it on iTunes, but their yeah. uh, podcast site has been down for yeah. like a week. Um but there's a whole bunch of other platforms from Anchor. Yeah. Steve uh Stuart Brower turned me on to it. Yeah.
1: Cool man. So so like I said, I mean he definitely recognizes the whole thing about the health. Um he wants to uh, make sure that people realize that, you know, CrossFit is about health. It's not about competition, et cetera, et cetera. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it's going to work out, you know, for HQ. Now, I could tell you this, dude. <laughs> this, I, I, don't, I don't think this is anything that's, like, top secret. But I know that, like, you know, there's definitely a huge move with CrossFit in Asia, um, you know, used to Latin America was big. And now I guess Asia is like
0: really blowing up with CrossFit. Good luck fighting Coca-Cola in Asia.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, they,
0: probably, they're, they probably, but Asia, I mean, I, I was in Okinawa for what like three years and all yeah. over, you know, so I was all over, um, Asia, mm-hmm. South Asia, Southeast Asia. And like, dude, I mean, like they got vending machines on every corner yeah. from beer, beer to coffee to Coca-Cola. Well, dude, oh. I didn't
1: realize that they have a huge health issue, like cholesterol, and, you know, just, I, I you know, like I, I always it's see, I, I always see, like, you know, they just always seem healthy. They eat, like, you know, rice and fish, and, you know, dude, you watch too much freezing movies. Man. I don't know, dude. I mean, I don't live in Asia. I haven't, well, been a there, lot of,
0: there know? is a, are like generally the traditional diet from what I saw, and, you know, that was 10 years ago. Uh, or more, you know. Yeah, obviously fish and rice, a lot yeah. of stuff like that. Depending on where you go, but you know, like Thailand and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, they're eating a lot of rice. But there's all. I mean, there's everything that we have here is there too. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, there's McDonald's. They there's- smoke a lot, though, dude. I wow. know that right. for a fact. All right. Mean, yeah, they, that's no doubt about that. You know,
1: yeah, like I'm, I'm assuming that's pretty much what keeps, uh, more, you know, Marlboro in business. Um, yeah. you know, cause you know they're kind of tight around over here as far as uh, explaining the dangers of cigarettes, but over there, I don't think they really care, dude. Yeah. You ever go? You ever go to Atlantic City or you ever go to uh, Vegas, man? Oh yeah. You know the 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 uh, Asians, man. They're they're just chained smoking one after another, playing cards. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I hope I'm not yeah. being stereotypical by saying this stuff. No, it's, <laughs> I
0: mean, it's it's, you it's, know, it's true. I, I yeah. imagine i I'd, yeah. I'd guess that probably per capita you know smoking yeah for you know actual people that live in asian countries is a lot higher than in yeah. Western countries so i'm sure yeah i mean you just you don't have to be a, a freaking mathematician to figure it out right you know? right so uh yeah
1: so that was kind of neat like hanging out and getting to meet a lot of uh a lot of the uh people that work for hq and stuff like that i was talking to I can't remember. I, is his name Sven or Sivan? Uh, he does the uh, media. He's in charge of the media now that Tony, oh, yeah. he, Tony Budding that,
0: left. Yeah, he was the dude who did that video um, from, like, the 2009 games, right? Like, yeah. wasn't it called The Fittest on Earth? Yes, yes. yeah, like that, Yeah, that was kind he, of an interesting he, video. He followed a couple people, like, you know, Joph Everett. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was the year Kalipa won it
1: yeah yeah i remember that he, he beat Kings.
0: yeah he beat he beat I josh whatever. that was i don't know where yeah I don't know yeah where.
1: but yeah, yeah. i thought yeah. chatted- yeah. he was really cool and he's like hey we gotta we gotta chat up because you know he was interested in talking about some some of the stuff you know being being that we we're you know going uh, paid our 11th year of affiliate dues and we're down to broward and you know being in a cop and all that stuff he's like dude love to chat want to talk to you about this stuff and you know, very, very nice guy, very respectful. I heard he's he's funny as shit, but I didn't get a chance to really hang with him too often, too, too long to, to see that. But, uh, so how are the, how are the crowds out there in Madison? Like, listen, kind of dude, club. this is i I've been to, I've been to California and, um, and now, uh, you know, this is my second year in Wisconsin, Madison, and it, it's pretty, it's a good setup, man. The weather, it was actually a little hot this year. I remember it was a little cooler last year, but uh, they only got a little bit of rain, which wasn't bad. Um, it's kind of a neat setup. They even have like this whole field area right next to the stadium where people have tents and RVs and stuff like that. And I remember one kinda night- old school, like a throwback. Yeah, bro. It was kind of cool. And then I remember one night, it was, I didn't even know because I slept right through it, but dude it was supposedly storming so bad that they actually alerted them all and they were making them go into the arena supposedly if they were intense or they were at least telling them to. And uh, my buddy, uh, Craig Howard, he's from CrossFit Diablo. He, he has an RV and he was out there. He's like, yeah, man, it was pretty horrible out there. (laughs) I'm like, I didn't hear a damn thing. And we're staying right across from the uh, stadium. We're in the uh, holiday Inn. me and Jay, we were lucky enough to, uh, to get a room booked. And this is our second year there. Of course, the price went up, like, by about 40% since we were there last year, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because I do remember, like, you know, last year it just seemed so super cheap. And now that, obviously, uh, they see that they're coming back, they've pumped up the rates, which you can't blame them, man. That's how they're making no. their money, you know? No. Yeah. and And uh, they're really – listen, that whole town is all about CrossFit, dude. When they're there, like, any restaurant you go to, like, downtown, has, like, a CrossFit menu. It has, like, all the – all the uh, posters all over the place. Oh, I got to hang around with uh, um, Mr. Tucker for for a little while. He was, uh, yeah, that was, my man. Yeah, Yeah, Jeff, we,
0: if, yeah, it sounds like you're breaking up a little bit. I am, Steve, but yeah, Jeff, a little bit, it's better now. Yeah, Jeff was on our uh, podcast Uh, a little while back when he was and uh, I still (laughs) and uh, he's gonna kick my ass if he finds out but I still haven't watched his episode from darkness
1: we talked about that by the way you know he was telling us a little the some insights on some of this shit that happened and some of these other characters that were in there with him and I was it was just dude it it is just hilarious he's just such a great guy to hang with he's he's uh he's got some amazing stories and
0: for the yeah, for the for the people listening who might not, I don't know how you if you're well, you might not know. Jeff Tucker is the subject matter expert for gymnastics for CrossFit yeah. Incorporated. Yeah, and he's been uh, around for a long time. He's out of Texas. He was uh He's a he's a good character man. He just he's he was out there after the floods in Houston on his uh, uh, like not an airboat, but like you know, a little uh, a flats boat, you know, trying to yeah. rescue people and yep, bring big them gas in all that well. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was
1: with Charles Bennington, which is one of his assistants. He's uh, pretty—he uh, owns CrossFit Seaford over in uh, Sarasota. Um, but oh, uh, it right? was kind of funny because we were chatting, and then somehow something came up. Like, remember that time, like ten years ago, we were doing, we were drinking margaritas, and then we said, "Fuck it," we went into the gym and hit like a three hundred and fifty-pound front squat in jeans. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like the next day, they posted a video on Facebook. You see, Jeff a shitload of tens and uh it was probably like a 300 something pound front squat and uh you know this yeah. crazy 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 dude man funny stuff um yeah. who, else, who else did you run into? anybody i else seen bergner I, I seen bergner for a little while he looks great man he I, the guy just yeah. looks amazing uh, yeah. always always just so positive um yeah. who else did i run into I bought a Theragun. I don't know if you know what that is. That's, that uh, looks like a drill that you put these bits on, and it just freaking breaks up like scar
0: tissue, and it oh, gives you like dude, massage. I was talking about that today to somebody about that, yep. but the subject came up because a couple years ago at Regionals up in – I think it was in Jacksonville or one of those ones. I don't know. And mm-hmm. uh, I tried to buy – you know how they, the rig mounted um mobility device like the tissue stuff like they have mm-hmm. the roller skate or the like a roller blade wheel
1: yeah i know what you you're
0: yep well I, that co- that I, I paid i ordered the shit and then that company went out of business and i never got it but yeah. uh i was like just talking about it today but uh what's the theragun
1: so the thera gun is it almost looks like a jigsaw, but it's got a uh it's got I've a handle this, almost like a, one of those uh staple guns like those heavy duty staple guns that you actually pin up uh, sh- uh hunting signs and shit on telephone poles yeah. i don't know if people understand what that is, yeah. but this son of a gun bro like you cannot stop it like it will freaking just drill you and I listen I can't tell you uh. Oh, God. I can't tell you how awesome this thing is. I have a professional grade thumper. It's a percussor. I paid about twelve hundred dollars for that thing. And to be honest with you, I think I'm going to sell that to a damn uh, chiropractor or something because the stereo gun, in my opinion, is probably just as good or even better, and it's cordless and it has two batteries. And oh, they dude, have, okay, I'm on. Yeah. Now.
0: Yeah, I just got on. It's Theragun, dot com.
1: How much does it and cost? It looks,
0: How much does it say it costs? Uh, I don't know. Hold on. It doesn't say. So 40 percussions per second. Um, you know, they're not going to... You shouldn't have your prices on the website anyway, people. No, they usually do because they're doing a special <laughs> on it. <laughs> Something like this, right? G2 yeah. Pro. Anyway, so this, this thing for... Oh, 5 Um... Okay. Yeah, it looks it looks like a big staple, a cross between a DeWalt yeah drill or a jigsaw yeah and a staple gun, and it looks like it's got like a rubber, like it would be like a boot for like your steering on your truck. Yeah. Yeah. On the end of it, yeah. I've used uh, I've used, you know the, the the car buffers right? Yep. The buffer wheels. Yep. Those things work really good too. But
1: dude. let me tell you something, dude. All right, so. I did a little research on it. And, yeah, you can buy a jigsaw and then you can buy the pieces. Somebody will sell the pieces so you can actually, you know, put it on a jigsaw. Right. And then uh, there's another guy that actually shows how you can sand down a jigsaw blade and then you take a golf ball and you drill a hole and then you put glue. Dude, yeah, what are you going to save? Like, <laughs> you know, 150 bucks. Oh, uh, dude, I'm it, the
0: king of that shit, dude. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the guy that, you know. I actually was thinking about a while back doing uh, I actually have some videos up yeah this old gym man I'm the guy that'll fucking drill into the concrete you know yeah. I don't throw anything out I got yeah. every single tool in the gym that you can imagine but this thing looks like like so, I need it today I put, so here's to the deal this, dude I'm gonna this actually call awesome. i'm I met the owner dr. J cool
1: as hell dr J uh, dr J bro not the not the basketball player Ju- but, Julius you know. Irving yeah not Julius. But I met the owner, super nice guy. I'm actually gonna give him a call because he gave me his personal phone number, and I'm gonna see if we can get a discount code that maybe we could throw out because they were giving a pretty good discount on it out there at the games
0: yeah. and uh i mean you know, I'm, I'm gonna the thing looks it looks awesome and I've, yeah. I've heard good things but at five ninety nine looking at it yeah, I'm sure there's some room in there there is little, and they, and they the they, blew,
1: they were blowing them out and and there is other guns out there that are coming out that are competitive but Dude, all I can tell you is this thing is adjustable. This thing comes with different
0: heads on it. Yeah, it looks like the attachments are all right around between twenty and fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the guy even gave me an attachment. It's called the thumb because they just came out with it. And I don't. That's it. it. That's nice. It must have fell. Yeah, it must have fell out of my damn bag because I can't find it. (laughs) Well, if you don't have the, if you don't have the freaking gun, what good is that? No. Well, I got the gun. I'm saying he gave Oh, you bought it. Yeah, hell yeah, I bought it, dude. And I'm not going to tell you how much I paid for it on the air, but I will when I. When Obviously, I you didn't pay
0: 5.99. I did not pay close to that, by the way. Nice, yeah. good. Yeah. Have to have to, you got you know, you got to overnight ship it to me for a day or two yeah. so I can try it out. Well, I Sunday might after. have to. I
1: might drive it up to you so you can build my ads on Facebook, so I don't have to worry about that. Oh, shit.
0: dude, I'm I'm becoming <laughs> the master of that, man. Yeah, I bet. I just got. Well, I I put two ads up today, and uh, I'm on Facebook and they both got denied. Right. And yeah, so, so they violate the policies and all that. And uh, so, so I, you know, I, I write back, they, they message you, you know, and I write back to them, like, Hey, I'm not violating any policies. So I go in and I change just like one little thing here or there, Not nothing about the content or anything. Yeah. And then I just resubmit it. It just, I guess it just matters whose desk it hits yeah. or what algorithm it goes through. Yeah. You know. But dude, if you're a gym owner or, you know, whether it's a micro gym or you're doing personal training or, you know, you're programming for people, if, or if you're selling anything, man, if you don't know how to make your own freaking Facebook ads, dude, it is, I know we were talking about this. It's yeah. not hard, man. Well, I
1: mean, you know, I, there's I a lot X of videos that there's a lot of videos out there that show you how to do it. You yeah, know, but they're,
0: just... but the, the videos are old. Like yeah. you got to get into the game. You got to get in there, put some money behind it. The minute you put, just like playing craps in Vegas, right? You're not going to learn how to play craps until you have money on the table. You know what I mean? You, you, you could go to the free things all you want. They could tell you all about the dice and the pass mm-hmm. line and all that. But in, when you put a hundred bucks down on the table, you're mm-hmm. going to learn how to play craps real quick. And so that's the thing with Facebook ads is you just got to go in there. And the guys out there that are listening, if you're a gym owner, man, just get in there. Yeah. Um, get a business account. And go in there and make a freaking ad. Right? Yeah. Call me, right? Message me, and I'll tell you. I mean, I don't know. I'm no expert, but I'm not going to charge you ten thousand dollars either. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll well, get you an. I'll get you an ad that. Buy know, me, a,
1: buy Mike gun and he'll hook you up
0: with that. <laughs> man. He'll show you how to do it. Yeah, but dude, no, it is kind of a pain in the ass, but it's got to be done. I don't know, here. man. I hate doing it. I'm not
1: going to lie to you. I'd rather just deal with uh, the sales. I'd rather deal with the programming and paying a bill. I don't know. I, I'm bad. I, I I know how to do it. I just can't stand
0: doing it and
1: it's just I don't know, you know? Well it's just it's, somebody, it's like it's like doing Glute ham
0: sit ups. I hate them you know? Well, like our, our buddy <laughs> Alex, right? And I you know, yeah. you know, we you know who I'm talking about. Uh, some of you guys out there know who I'm talking about. I mean one of his sayings is like look, you if you're running a business, right? You gotta do the boring things every day. That need to get done that make you money and you don't like it. That means that probably just like, you know, when you talk about fitness or CrossFit or training or whatever, it's generally the thing that you hate,
1: mm-hmm. that
0: you suck at, that you need to do more. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, his, his favorite saying is teach, I'll teach you how to fish. I'm not just going to give you fish. And my favorite say- Jesus said that. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the, oh, come on, bro. But my, <laughs> my saying to him is, uh, I'd rather just go buy sushi, man. I'd rather yeah. just go to sushi and uh, pay right. for it. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's walking, he's walking that line, right? Like the, the fine line between, am yeah. I paying? What am I paying for? And What am I supposed to be learning? Which, yeah. you know, I think he's got a good mix of it. Yep. With uh gym launch secrets. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are on that and yeah. some people aren't, but that's their choice. Well, there's Enjoy. plenty of, there's
1: plenty of stuff out there. And if you're not doing gym launch secrets, there's, uh. Two brains. I, I went to one of their seminars. It was okay. And
0: then, uh, at Patty from Stewart, Mad Lab on. Yeah, Mad
1: Lab has Still stuff. Uh, yep. and, and listen, they all work. You just gotta, you know, I don't wanna say they all work. I'm gonna say they can work, and you have to figure out what works for you. You gotta figure out, like, just, it's well, just that's like, that's of a, just uh, like, yeah. yeah, just like going to a gym, you gotta figure out what, where you fit, you know, what the community is like in there, and not just the actual workouts, and everybody's different. Uh, I've even used the, uh, new you in the beginning, you know, yeah, like I two years ago back, yeah, I, I crushed little it little with new you man. But then it went flat because everybody yeah. and their mother's running six week challenges and you know, they put your shoe on a baby. And then, uh, <laughs> they, I just picked up my kid and then, uh, this is raw, man. This is raw. You know, we're living life here, bro. Yeah. This ain't, oh. this ain't no Joe Rogan studio here, man. We're actually running. I'm going to, I'm, I'm literally going to try to get, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get Greg the classman on this, man. I mean he told yeah. me to call him. He well, told me to call I mean, him. So
0: But between know? me and you, I mean, he knows both of us. I mean he obviously yeah. so, so how's this couple... how's this between me and you if we're on a podcast, bro? <laughs> well
1: I think no, it's it's good. Are bro. you it's... saying between the two of us he knows us for a long
0: time? I yeah, that's that's what I mean. I that's thought you mean. were saying,
1: hey, between me and you, dude. <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: What I, what I was saying what I was saying is like, you know, I think he would probably you know, he jump might. at the chance. At, you know, I know he's a
1: busy guy, dude, but you know, he he definitely well, likes to get the word out on what he's working on too. So yeah. hopefully, uh, uh, what else, man? I had more to talk about, but, uh, I can't really think, think right now. It's just, uh, no, uh you good. know, I just, just got back in the town and then trying to get back into the swing of things. One thing I will say, and I'm going to touch on Dr. Cashy again. Okay. So, so I've been on this, uh, it's, it's only been, it's going to be starting five weeks. So the first week he put me on this very restricted like food. Uh, it's just you're only allowed to eat single ingredients foods. I'm not going to give anything away, obviously, because obviously right. this stuff is. Uh, he he makes a living, uh, and he he's a, a phenomenal nutrition. He's he's like the doctor of nutrition science that you want to meet, you want to work with. So anyway, the first uh, two weeks was just basically, look, eat to your full, don't overeat, don't undereat, and you're going to be allowed to eat these foods alone. And um, it was like jasmine rice, you know, chicken, fish, uh, you know, very restricted on the types of protein. Um, He says not all proteins are created equal, et cetera, et cetera. So I did that and I, I dropped seven pounds pretty quick. Like the first week I dropped seven pounds and then going into, um, after the second week, it was like, okay, now we're going to start working on your macros. This is how much protein, carbs, fat, blah, 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 that he wants. Because I have a specific goal. It's not a one size fits all. Everybody's going to be different, right. obviously. Right. Like Gil, Gil is on it and he's trying to get like huge, you know, cause he wants to be a bodybuilder, NPC guy, you know, that's Gil towel up in yeah. uh, New York. Yeah. yeah for you and, uh, he, he's, uh, he's going to be on a different program than I am because we both joined at the same time. So I I wear a WHOOP. Uh, a WHOOP is a – it's like an Apple Watch. It kind of keeps track like, of your pulse rate, rate. and bit, Heart rate variability. Yeah. What yeah. I like with WHOOP is uh, it actually tells you, like, if you're getting the proper amount of sleep, if you're recovery, your daily strain, um, really neat stuff. So I'm actually going to share this data with uh, Dr. Cashy, Trevor, I, the, the, the first four weeks that I went on with him, my resting heart rate went from 58 down to 50 <laughs> and I contribute that to part of my training and I contribute that to the food. So my resting, my, my resting, my resting heart rate is 50. It was that's when you wake up in the morning, right? Or is that your ass? That's, from that's, who? that's my, that's my resting heart rate uh, in the throughout the day, like an average, oh, an okay. average. So that's your daily average, right? All yeah. Right, gotcha. So, yeah. um, this past week when I went up to the games, okay, I basically was not, I wasn't eating enough. I wasn't prepared. I, cause I'm not going to be packing food and stuff like that. I'm just eating what's available and I eat pretty right. decent in a way, but what ended up happening is at night, I would have like a hamburger, I'd have a couple. Every day I had at least one up to 3 or 4 beers, right? Yeah. So my sleep was crap, my recovery was garbage. I only got to work out like twice cuz they have like this area that you can apply to go use their facility um and um my resting heart rate jumped up to 58 and you could see all the red like across that my yeah. my
0: well I mean that's not we talked about that and that's yeah you're like that's I mean you're traveling and yeah. you're out of your um, Yep. stress you know, your levels were high I'm trying yeah. to keep it yeah. you know
1: cuz listen when you're coaching a, a games athlete it doesn't matter where you know you're you're at the, you know listen you're you're in a way you're babysitting like you want to make sure she's got an appointment with the uh Aristotle or Aristotle. The massage. Yeah. You want to make sure that after her workout, she's got an appointment there. You want to make sure she's hydrated. You want to make sure she's eating. You want to make sure that she's not getting to bed late. I mean, you, that is your job, man. You are, you are there to remind her because I'm telling you, dude, if you don't, they fall apart and, you know, and it's stressful for a coach, you know? And, um, I, like I said, man, I was really, I, 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 I am very happy to work with, you know, Trevor Cashy because I can see the difference already. I can already tell that I'm losing body fat, and it's a long haul, man. You know, if you get on one of these yeah. diets and you're dumping like ten, fifteen pounds in a month, that's not a good diet, right?
0: You're, I you're, mean, well, I mean, it's if, if you're if you're forty or fifty pounds overweight, it is for the first. Forty weeks. or fifty pounds overweight, dude, and
1: that's was in, in the first month. But I get what you're saying. Yeah super heavy but just keep in mind you know that's not body fat you're losing that's that's glycogen oh, that's yeah. water that's waste you oh, know yeah, that's yeah. you know you could be losing a little bit of muscle you know but if you want to, up, you're to lose body fat maybe put on a little bit of muscle then, then you know come on it's the obvious stuff and that's what's kind of cool about our gyms is that's what we're focusing on even though yeah, you know like I've like with six. That's do these the, six week challenges? Yeah, but the six week challenges to me are a jumpstart. Well, well, they're a lot, not well, like an a lot, of,
0: a lot of people, the naysayers for the six week challenge, they're they're thinking it's just you know, hey, bring people in the gym, throw them into a group class, right? But there's so much more. Like when you're if you're, I mean, if you're doing it right, there's so much more to it: nutrition, accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but, you know, doing almost every gym that's doing it has some kind of body scan type, yeah. whether it's Fit 3D or uh, what's the other one you know uh the uh i forget i got the fit 3d and then there's yeah, like uh you know, know. or whatever it's called I don't know yeah they, yeah, so yeah. They, they they were actually out there they yeah she had those machines yeah so like i mean so- like it's if you're not if you're not doing that stuff then that and then you know going back to what you're saying about greg glassman talking about trying to get you know crossfit back on track to um become a fitness company instead of a media company or a sports company then you know, this is the kind of stuff that affiliate gyms, or even just the average micro gym who's not affiliated, needs to be doing with people. I mean, it's 2018, yeah. man. Our we're, we're a, we got a bunch of sick people, you know. Yeah. You yeah. um, know. I mean. Yeah. But uh, hey, dude, um, I got to tell you something. I started jujitsu. Awesome. I'm. Fucking, yeah. I just turned 52 in July, and yeah. so um, my. Wife Donna, who a lot of people on here might know um, from mm-hmm. CrossFit, uh, yep. She gave me permission <laughs> to spend. Well, she's
1: the brains. She's the brains <laughs> of the operation over there. Yeah,
0: I yeah. oh, yeah. uh, She was like, "Oh yeah, go for it." And so, so, so anyway, she joined. You know, she started yoga too. So, you know, she works out early in the morning. Has been coaching early in the morning forever, and uh, you know, she's got Hashimoto. So she's messing with her diet, and like I'm doing RP, and so. I'm like, I'm going to start jujitsu, dude, and uh, we're going to talk about this on the next podcast because there's some jujitsu people out there, and we're going to put on the podcast, we're going to put for them to call in and ask questions, but I started doing this at 52 years old, dude. I'm telling you right now, if anything is going to make you get your diet, your sleep, and your workouts in check, it's getting your ass Mm -hmm. armbarred or choked by a 14-year-old kid. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like literally, uh, the first time I rolled, I like, within ten seconds. I mean, I was in the out of breath and just like the next day, yeah. I mean, the whole immediately after the hour and a half class. I'm, I mean, I'm out of shape, and but it's getting better. It's getting yeah. better. So, but yeah, yeah, so like get oh no doubt, dude. RP or you know, Trevor Cashy or you know using these, um, you know, body scans or the whoops or the heart rate variability monitors like. We have all this technology now, dude. If we're not using it, we're crazy. We should be using it with our clients, you know? Yeah. So. No,
1: you're right, dude. And and, and uh, it's important, you know, because, you know, the difference when you're training people and you're testing people, right? I mean, that's the big thing is just make sure that the heart rate is at the right level when they're actually just doing a training session, especially your recovery session, yeah. which is so important, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's not just in CrossFit. That's in any kind of training, you know? So I know we're uh, kind of going kind of wild with this. Yep, um, we're good. Let's wrap it up. We, man. we got time. I know it's late, dude. So I was gonna say something else, and I kind of forgot what the hell it was. Well, now. you're getting old, bro. <laughs> we'll see. Oh no, you know. Okay, here's what it is. This may get this may be get me in a little bit of hot good. water, but I don't care. So we're gonna talk about these you things. Better do now, it quick. Right? You better do it quick. You got like All right. two minutes. So here's my opinion on it. Okay, I I and I think you as well will not do the six weeks for free i just don't do it that way i mean it is wait a minute what do you
0: mean You mean advertise it for free advertise retire six weeks like a six week challenge the argument
1: yeah i mean i'm not
0: saying that it's wrong to do it that way but
1: i just personally would not do it that way um and you know i and the reason being is i just have a problem like giving people like this goal x amount of pounds or x amount of body fat because, you know, to me, it kind of puts a little bit of pressure on them, you know. And that's yeah. why when the people come in, I just tell them, look, you're going to pay me. I'm going to train you. Right. And, you know, I may offer well, them, like, listen, if you finish the program, then I will put money. I will take that initial 500 or 600 or whatever, and I'll put it towards a member if you join the gym for yeah, six the, months or whatever. Right, right, then, to right. me, that's the right way to do it. Um, yeah. Well, so I
0: mean that, that, you know, there's an ethical and moral or there's like what you're comfortable with in sales or who your market is or what you're trying to accomplish or what kind of gym you run. But uh, why don't we, let's bring that up. Let's talk about jujitsu and free challenges on the next podcast. You guys out there listening, be sure to hit us up on iTunes pretty soon. Right now we're on anchor Uh, on anchor. You can find us on pretty much everywhere that you listen. Anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Steve, it's getting late. Yeah, man. Talk to you. man I'll, I'll give you a holler tomorrow. Uh, guys, just go ahead and share the podcast and uh, look us up. If you have any questions, just hit us up on Facebook. We're
1: going uh, to get a lot, lot of really exciting people.
0: A lot of really exciting people on this coming up soon that I've been talking to.
1: You, so, Yep. Looking awesome. forward to it. All right, Mike. Have a good night, buddy. All right. Good night, Steve. Take care. Bye.